0: So today we're continuing to talk about Psalm chapter 1. This will be our last uh, little morning meditation on Psalm chapter 1. As I've said before, one of the first passages I memorized as a young man and uh, stuck with me all these years. That's the beauty of memorizing Scripture is you can pull it from your memory whenever you want to. I know we got these phones and all this stuff. Um, these days which is great because I often look up references of scriptures I kind of know where they are but not for sure so it's great but it's also nice when you have it memorized you can just it will hit you like in the middle of the day you'll remember it you won't even have to google it and God will speak to you through the scripture that you know by heart so that's one good reason to memorize scripture but Psalm 1 says this That the wind blows away, therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Yeah, so today we're going to wrap up with this last little couple of phrases, which probably aren't our favorite parts of the passage generally. We love this imagery, I love the imagery, of the tree planted by streams of water. We've said in the desert, wherever you can get water, it grows, and it grows green. In the midst of the brown, dead, uh, barren, dry desert, you have this green tree. This is what the one who meditates on God's law uh, day and night, this is what this person is. They bear fruit in the midst of the wasteland even. But, we've been talking yesterday, yesterday we talked about the wicked, and how the ways of the wicked kind of just blow away, prove to be meaningless, and this kind of continues in, in the talking about the wicked and the righteous, and the difference therein. It says, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. I've been thinking a lot about this idea of judgment. It's not an idea we like to talk about. And I think it's interesting because everyone wants justice, but then when we talk about the judgment of God, we get upset. We get frustrated. We're like, why would God punish people like that? Isn't God loving? So judgment is just justice carried out. If we really pray every day as Jesus taught his disciples to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, the only way that's going to happen is if eventually evil is dealt with. So there's a couple ways evil can be dealt with. One way is... Evil can be rehabilitated. It can be regenerated. People who are doing evil can be saved. They they can be um, miraculously transformed with this new birth. And that's what God wants for everyone. But because God loves us and because God gives us free will so that we can love him back, if not, we would be robots. Love is always 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 love always has to have free will you cannot love someone by force they have to be able to love you back or they have to be able to reject you and because the possibility of rejection is always there there will always be the possibility of judgment because ultimately if god is going to bring justice god is going to make all the wrongs right which scripture says at the end of all things god will bring justice God will make all the wrongs right. It will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The new heaven and the new earth will be the place where God's will is done perfectly, where God dwells with God's people. If that is going to happen, then those who have continually chosen evil, there will have to be some kind of justice. And we see people crying out for justice all the time. We always want justice... When someone has wronged us, we might not want justice when we have wronged other people because then that feels like judgment. And so this passage just basically says, if you just persist in wickedness, if you refuse God, if you refuse the ways of the Lord, eventually you will not be able to stand when justice is brought. And that way will perish this last um, verse says the Lord watches over the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked leads to destruction I want to say this one of my favorite ways to say that is this it's heaven all the way to heaven and it's hell all the way to hell guy named Richard Rohr said that first it's not my original it's heaven all the way to heaven and it's hell all the way to hell wickedness is its own punishment God doesn't have to punish wickedness. Wickedness brings with it death, destruction, pain, loneliness, isolation. Scripture says the wages of sin is death, always. It always leads us there. The way of the wicked leads to destruction. We could wish that weren't true. I've told my classes, I don't want you to do this. But if you go out and do everything you want and just... Live wickedly and do whatever you want. Come back to me in five years and tell me how it worked out for you. Because I believe the truth is, the deep truth in this world, and it's testified to in Scripture, is that if you persist in wickedness, the end result is always destruction. Oh yeah, it might be fun at the very beginning, but you always end up at some point like the prodigal son who's in this pit with swine and he's starving and he even wants to eat what the pigs are being fed the worst place you can think of Jesus would call it the trash heap of life Gehenna it was a big trash heap we would always burn which is what we translate as hell you'll end up on the trash heap of life if you persist in wickedness you can try to try that out I don't want you to but if you try it out my, my email is pastor.nate.cook at gmail.com email me in three years tell me how it works out for you i hope you don't because it's going to be a painful experience it says the lord watches over the way of the righteous why doesn't the lord watch over the way of the wicked that was a, always a question that might come up right it's because the wicked have refused God have have walked away from God so God allows us to to have it our own way it's like any parent if your child keeps getting in trouble keeps getting in trouble um, you keep bailing them out of jail eventually the a good parent will say maybe they just need to sit with this I will let them go the way they want to go Because maybe in the hard lesson, they'll learn what they haven't been able to learn as I've been beckoning them back to me. And so, God never gives up on us. God is always beckoning us back. God is like the shepherd going after the one. But God will allow us to have the consequences of the life we've chosen if we continually persist. And so, it's not that God doesn't want good for you, Scripture is very clear. God wants good for everyone. But wickedness leads to destruction. So if you persist in it, God will not always remove your consequences of your actions. So this is a hard truth. Sometimes we don't like to hear it. But the good news is that there's a way to avoid all that. There's a way to be blessed. There's a way to live in this relationship with God where you're constantly being nourished where you're blooming you're yielding bearing fruit even in the midst of the dry barren wasteland and that is to focus on God on God's law for us Jesus who is the one who has made us right with God to turn towards Jesus to turn towards God to turn towards God's Word and to receive from God everything we need for salvation and we don't have to live in that way of the wicked. It's only if we choose to that we choose our own destruction. And here's the thing. Even when we have chosen destruction, God often graciously has brought us back. As soon as we turn. I was listening to a, a teaching today by Meister Eckhart. And he actually, it was like, as soon as you turn towards God... As soon as that door is open, God rushes in. (laughs) There's no hesitancy. And so I would just encourage you, if you feel like, man, my life kind of seems to be on this way to destruction, just one simple turn of your intention, your motive towards God, God will rush in. That's the promise of the gospel. You don't have to run back. You don't have to work your way back. Just to turn towards God, even in this moment, and God will rush in.